0: We got the truth, we got the truth, we got the truth of small business. We got the truth, we got the truth, we got the big truths of small business. Sponsored by Yes I Rent, Yes I Rent, Yes I Rent Property Management. Place good tents and collect your rent. Maintain your properties and account for it. Truths. We got the truths. We got the truths. We got the big truths. of small business sponsored by SIRN. Yes, yes,
1: we do. Welcome to a very special edition of the Big Truths of Small Business. Travis Castle, Joe Watkins, coming to you, Joe. We're coming to you on wheels
0: today. We are on wheels sitting
2: here in Opelika, Alabama with the Big Trues Travel Camper Trailer RV. We hadn't named it we yet. We don't
1: have a good name for it yet. We're working on that,
2: but we are here. We're, we're, we're not in at the homestead and we are recording at like midnight,
1: we are we are we are in the lakeside RV park in Opelika, Alabama. Baby. This is both of our first, both
2: of ours. Uh, I mean, it's late. It's late. This is the first time we have both stayed in an RV park, mm. right?
1: I had no clue these things really even existed <laughs> until we started talking about this. And, and, you know, as a, this is not what the show's about today. Um, but man, what a little business. So we're in an RV park. I'm estimating Joe, there's probably a hundred kind of spots to park an RV here. Uh, we're, we're getting charged 50 bucks. I don't know if that's cause we're suckers or because that's their standard charge.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I mean, these things range anywhere from twenty five to to 150 dollars. So I think we're on the lower end of, of what they charge. Yeah, I think
1: it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, uh, I, I like I like what we got here. Opelika is about you know twelve miles from Auburn, Alabama, uh, like Auburn Auburn football that sort of thing to give you some perspective on where we're at. The guy that that helped us hook up tonight. Uh, was it Leroy? Was that his? What, what was it? No, it, it was, what, uh, what was Chuck it? or no, no, something like that. It's Butch and Butch, Butch and, is Butch and Willie. Butch and Willie. So, so, so Willie helps us hook up tonight and and makes no bones about it that they're buying land all around this RV park that they're basically expanding their business after twenty five years. That the RV park business now, for those of you who have, who have not stayed in an RV park. What we're discussing is literally a little i mean joe is this a, an eighth of an acre that we're oh, on tonight? way less way less yeah way less this is like a uh like a like a 40 by 40 right sort of spot of gravel that we're on right now right <laughs> that's what we're stating 50 bucks man i mean that's a pretty good deal pretty good deal so anyway that's where we're at Coming alive, midnight hour, but today, on to the topic. Um, Joe, today we're going to talk about a subject that you and I actually, in a lot of our conversations, which is what the show's about, what we try to figure out about ourselves personally. In fact, we've been engaging in some, what I think the general public would think is very difficult dialogue. It's very common dialogue for you and me, which is sort of, are blind spots mm. right? spots that uh, are problemed areas you have a lot of them i mean i've got dozens of them self-admittedly uh but it's hard for us uh, the, the the nature of the blind spot is you can't see it yourself okay so that's the hard part about the blind spot there's or you
2: you can't see it in the moment
1: well, you can see it after you've already felt the repercussions of it. Right. You know, you look back and go, man, I just, uh, I just had a wreck. And obviously that came from my blind spot, but I didn't know it at the time.
2: Are we talking about personal blind spots or business blind spots? I,
1: you know, Joe, here's the unfortunate part. As you and I have been discussing all evening. Uh, I think they're one and the same. I think when you're a small business in the world of small business, your personal blind spots, they are in fact your business blinds. I mean, they're, they're one in the same. You can't well, divorce yourself.
2: Well, they may, they may in fact help to create some business blind spots, but you know, you may have a personal blind spot that prevents you from seeing certain things. And out of that, your business is affected, but they may be very different blind spots. I agree
1: with that. Right. I agree with that. I agree. that. But I think the net is the same. I think your business is, is, I think there's few as the small business owner. I think there's few personal blind spots that don't bleed over into your business eventually. Um, so, so anyway, again, to clearly define this, this is that part and let's, let's stick with your business big truth, small business. Let's stick with the idea that this is related specifically to your business. Um, so I'm going to ask you, Joe, you've been a part of a number of small businesses over there. I don't know if the audience knows the full breadth, by the way, if you're small business pedigree, (laughs) right? So I believe, well, your first one now was your first small business. Was it pressure washing or was it commercial cleaning?
2: Uh, it was uh, actually auto detailing. Auto detailing. Sort of the cleaning business. That was my, my entry to, the, to, to small business was, was auto detailing. And then that cleaning business sort of rolled over into a, 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 you know, pressure washing, window washing, and then eventually janitorial cleaning, which was bec- became a full-scale cleaning business.
1: It's interesting you say window washing. I told Patty, my wife, uh, over the last week, the happiest people that I know that I see in general are window washers. Hmm. I have no idea why that is. Other than there is some immediate feed. You and I've discussed this before. There's immediate feedback on what they do. There's like immediate gratification to washing a window. That's right. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah. I think it's, uh, guys that paint, hmm. uh, there's a lot of different carpet cleaning. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of those, those that just, it's just so immediate. It feels good. You're getting immediate results for the for the customer, and, and you're getting immediate results for you, which uh, I, I think a lot of contracting type work does. Right, you right. Know, where you know folks sitting in the office may not be so much. So yeah.
1: So in in terms of relating this back to a blind spot, let's let's use hindsight here as our friend and as the listeners' friend. Hindsight We'd, is always a friend. Hindsight is is a winner generally so when you went back over the year oh, let's go back to your early days man there there's joe watkins he's detailing a car i met my wife detailing a car i know you did i've heard the whole story
2: yeah she was wearing short shorts anyway uh, the anyway.
1: shorts yeah the short story but but when you went back at that business obviously you're a young guy doing that well, well how old were you doing that
2: i was
1: Mm 17, 18, 17, 18 years old. So you're detailing. So, so if I wanted you to detail my car, how much did you charge me back then? Uh, if you got a full detail, I mean,
2: wax, shampoo, inside I mean, out, inside out type deal. You're, I mean, you're near, you're nearing a hundred dollars.
1: Okay.
2: All right. So, so even back then.
1: So what would be with, let's say at this point, 20 plus years of additional knowledge under your belt, what would be a blind spot for you at that tender age of 18 years old detailing a car?
2: Probably the awareness of a finer car. And since I never owned anything like that at the time, and and my parents didn't ever own a sports car or anything like that, when we detailed a few of those, you know, what, what they think of their car, what, what their expectation is, what, I mean, I I don't think I had a great gravity of that. And, you know, you start detailing a black, you know, Mustang 5.0, um, it's, it's, you know, and it's somebody's baby. That's there. There's some things in there that I probably didn't recognize
1: at the time. You would do it differently now than you mm-hmm. did it then i charge more for black because it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to do it. I think charging more is a general lesson, yeah. uh, here. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, we, you and I talk about, uh, I think we talked about this at some point on the show, um, being your own customer, right? I mean, on, on some level, it's difficult to divorce yourself from what you would want out of your car, but if you're not driving the Mercedes Benz, then you don't know what the owner of the Mercedes Benz wants, right? So you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You just don't know what you don't know. It's a target issue. You're your, your target customer. So that's interesting to me. So I want to ask you that. Um, and I I could see where that would be a common mistake for most people. You you don't know what you don't know. Um, but in terms of blind spots, and we always relate this stuff to our business now, right? So I when I think of small business in general, which certainly we run a small business, by the way, it's a property management business. Joe, yes, I, I rent. Yes, I rent. We manage rental properties for other people. Well, let me
2: pause and say that you can find our podcast at yesirent.com, in fact. Sure good Spotify. As well as our other
1: uh, podcast. Apple podcast.
2: What's our other podcast called?
1: Uh, it's the Rental Property Hangover. By the way, look that one up. The we talk about rental The Rental Property, property Hangover.
2: We, yeah, we talk about that, and that's, uh, that's our business. And so you can check us out there and, of course, any other podcast thing. But subscribe to us, guys. Um, we have a growing audience and uh, we need it to continue to grow we need five star reviews we need we need your feedback on on the different networks the uh, podcast uh, players because that's how we get become visible so please share share our podcast subscribe to our podcast rate our podcast it's a big deal we now have a, a very expensive travel RV mm. here that we're uh, mm. we're hitting the road with and, and and our intent is to do this uh, you know, a lot more and, uh, and and provide you some great content with some new interviews. We know we hadn't done a lot of interviews lately, but, but we are getting ramped up for a, a huge 2021, uh, interviews on the road. And so anyway, we need your support. Uh, and it just starts by doing some basic things like sharing and liking and that kind of
1: thing. So in terms of the show today, Joe, small business blind spots. I'm going to give you a thought here. I want to hear what you have to say about it. I think this is the most common blind spot. You may feel differently, as you often do, <laughs> feel differently based on what I say. But I think that there is a common blind spot among small businesses. It goes something like this it's their marketing. And here's why. As small business people were so kind of desperate for business, right? I mean, so I'm, I'm thinking of startups we kind of want to do business with anybody that walks through the door. We might do various forms of advertising, be it pay-per-click advertising, social media, media advertising, good old fashioned, direct mail marketing. You, you, you know, pick your, your form there, right? What does that mean? It means we spend money before we make any money. We start getting some results at some point, natural thing. You know, we've done all this marketing. We're getting a little bit of results. And when those results come in, we get hyper-focused on executing, serving that customer and checking that box of whatever we have to do after somebody calls us and says, hey, I want your product or I want your service, right? And in doing that, in, in the execution piece, I think the one of the major blind spots for the small business owner, curious to hear your opinion, is we take our foot off the marketing gas pedal and we change it over to the execution side of our business which creates this dip in business right so we we get that we get that response from the marketing we do we try to serve that customer as best we can and while we do that we've taken our eye off of that marketing machine that produced that lead or that that customer to begin what what are your thoughts on that
2: yeah i think that's a <clears throat> a huge a blind spot i think it it comes into being different for different reasons uh maybe you could even call this a blind spot but i think people are often underfunded in the beginning and so some of it is i flat out gave all my savings that i had in getting this thing off the ground and therefore i now need to pay my bills I don't have any savings left, so now the income coming in, is I got, I got, I got to use it, and so, you know, you you sort of uh, you get out of this business growth mode and you get into a business maintenance mode, and I think that sort of pulls the eye off the marketing ball, but I I do, I do think in in super small businesses that is very common. I think, you know, again, small businesses really range from five hundred employees and under, and right. so. I mean you got a you know, three hundred employee company, mm. they're probably less likely right. to take that off the because they have a marketing department. Right. So it's 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 your it's your small, it's your under you know, under twenty five under thirty type, you know, employee company that's most susceptible to that.
1: Yeah. But you know, even some of the larger companies that would be under the umbrella of the small business are a little guilty, maybe this is blind spot number two here, of getting the large customer. Oh my god, we I, I mean I know your history kind of lends itself to this, which is man, I got this guy and he is a well. And I need to orient my business around serving him cuz I can make some money off of this this guy. There's so he's got so much business that my model now becomes serving a customer versus a market.
2: Yes, that's a lack of a diversification, which is which can be dangerous. Can be dangerous. It can be dangerous. I mean in, in my case, my sort of initial property management growth 10 years ago was was around a, a single, cu- maybe two customers, and uh, it, it certainly uh, was, uh, became not diversified, but it, it wasn't necessarily a blind spot for me. Like, I knew it. You knew it. I knew it going into it, and I was just going to make the most money I could out of it and sure. and deal with the consequences. So I think in blind spots we're talking about, you know, you, you just don't know what you're you're not seeing right. and what are the impacts of that. Right. And so but, but lack of diversity or diversification of your client and customer base, I think again, for the smaller business, for the less than thirty, maybe less than fifty employees, um can be huge. Could be a real problem. I mean it could be you have a a restaurant that's next to the Ford plant in Atlanta, which we know closed over there in uh, college park. And, 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 and 70, 80% of your business was, was, were those people. And then that plant closes and you're, you're done. And you, you didn't even you never thought that was possible. So you didn't expand your, your boundaries to, to, to an outside, to an outside customers. And so, yeah, but I think you gotta be careful with that.
1: Yeah. So, so, you know, hyper-focused on serving one customer that meets maybe your financial need right now can, uh, can, can kind of get your attention away from the bigger picture of developing a wider customer base that kind of makes you bulletproof for, for sure.
2: I'm going to go back to, to, or, to, or, or, or sort of backtrack to what I think is maybe even the first blind spot that this small business, especially new businesses that, uh, I think they miss this a lot. I think they, they, they are way too in love with their product. They think that they've got the product. And in in believing that, you are less likely to market, by the way. You you, you think if you build it, they'll come. Well, th- there are some businesses where that's true because they they actually have the product. They have... Right something about and and sometimes it's not even designed right it's you've got a mixture of what works and you don't even know quite why i think that's a blind spot too by the way you don't know why your
1: customer's coming to you we're sitting in one of those products right now i mean so your experience i mean let's just be honest your experience buying this uh rv was really pretty horrible but in, in terms of going and sitting in an RV and getting to put your hands on it, talk to somebody about it and experience it, you were limited by the dealerships that offered this particular RV, right? The, 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 the dealership was not great at all. Not a good, not a good, but the product,
2: yeah. The manufacturer was so good because I had a previous experience with them. It's a, it's, right. it's a, it's an ATC, uh, aluminum trailer company, uh, tr- uh, toy hauler travel trailer and i own a another atc trailer and just love the quality and so i i sought out this manufacturer uh but the but yeah but the the dealership was horrible rough. so yeah. so so this product was so good that i the dealer be damned i, I was right. i was gonna buy it
1: evidently that's how that particular business runs right is is, what i've heard we're product based we have a competitive advantage based on geography that's right frankly so uh this is kind of kind of kind of a good deal i guess for them frankly it's sort of sitting in a honey hole yeah which gets
2: into potentially another blind spot is is uh people not doing a fair assessment of their marketplace and who their competitors are that's huge and how they fit into the the competitive analysis. You know, what what is what are the reasons, again, what are the reasons why someone does business with you? I, I think most companies less than, you know, again, a lot of what we talk about is a small, small business, mm-hmm. but I think it can apply. I think people, I think bigger companies lose their way. I think they actually do fall in love with their product in a different way. You know, it's been around for so long. It's worked. It's it's tried and true. And, and and they miss the new technology that comes in front of them, and and they and they stay to their old ways. And they just all of a sudden their 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 market share dissipates. Right. And so um so being fall in love with your product uh, and too in love with your product can, can be can be harmful.
1: Well, and not having an awareness kind of goes hand in hand. Here, and you hear me talk about this a lot, we, we bring this up a lot about our business, which is the demand curve. And being in love with your product and thinking maybe your product or your service, that the demand the demand, the market conditions that you're operating in don't matter because you got such a great product or such a great service. The reality is that that's perhaps the most important thing is the demand for any product or service, not how good it actually is. Come to find out. Right. I mean, there's so many, again, we're sitting in a, uh, what well,
2: certainly changes, potentially, potentially changes your target and your approach. You know, so we're in the house flipping business, um, right now in Atlanta and maybe in, in many parts in the country. Um, this is the, the, the absolute most crazy high, retail sales real estate market in my lifetime is during covid
1: it's unusual
2: i mean we had a conversation with uh an agent today where we we put one of our owner's properties on the market that we renovated and we and we renovate them to to sort of our flip standards she's got over 20 offers on this property in, in 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 two and a half
1: days and, and and many of them, most of them, well above our sales price. Uh, I, mean, I mean, twelve to fifteen thousand dollars over list price. Yeah,
2: and this is like only a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house. So, you know, it's 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 insane. And and and, and by the way, getting the appraisal is going to be a challenge. But the point is, is I mean, the demand is so high that really the product doesn't have to be. That's right. All that great it can yeah. be average yeah because and why and why is the demand high well supply is low it's it's literally supply and demand right
1: matters I mean it's just weird you know so the the, the RV business has taken off and during covid the uh recreational vehicle business is everything recreational <laughs> through, is taken off through the roof during covid oh yeah and so I mean I, t- to me market conditions are are Supreme. I mean, back in 2001, I got in the mortgage business and I went to work in an office that had about 12 loan officers. And in 2002, the lowest paid individual in my office, the lowest of 12 made a hundred (laughs) thousand dollars. Okay. So does that speak to anything other than demand? Demand was through the roof. I mean, it 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 was through the roof. So you you pay attention to the demand curve. Your product or service is probably not going to outpace, for the most part, the just the general market that you're in. Well,
2: I mean, you can create you can create you can create market too. I mean, Apple created market. Um, they took they you know they took the the, the whole industry by storm just with the iPod, for instance. They create a completely new and different market. And so, so demand, I think demand, demand's important. I think demand's important, but I think that understanding where you fall just helps you to, to determine what strategy you're going to take, what uh, marketing strategy you're going to yeah, take. Yeah. You know, again, the fl- house flipping business, we can do less to the product now, but when there's a lot of supply, we want our product to be like number one. I want to look at 10 properties and go, I want yours. And so I make sure. my so I make for my product sure. dialed in. So I, I don't have to be a demanding market. I just have to change my product a little that, bit. That,
1: that, that's right. But 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 you know we both participated in a, in a call earlier tonight where we were considering different offers, and based on demand, we just became obnoxious with what we're looking for. Oh yeah, All right. It, I mean, in, we, this, in this market, it, it's easy. It just, it just allows you to do it. So 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 my suggestion here is. You know, again, man, this, this gets down to that hard conversation, this, this, that, you know, I talk to you about it sometimes that, that, that basement part of the, you know, nobody wants to talk about that wet corner of their basement. And and in business, perhaps we all want to talk about how great we are or how great our sandwich is or how great our service is. And I'm just saying the reality is there is demand out there and there are market forces out there and sure. and sometimes mediocrity can be very successful financially if you find yourself on the right side of of the demand for your product or service.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And and if the demand's super low, you can have a great product, a great service, not make a lot of money.
2: Yeah, so I think what you're really saying here, that the blind spot is really Potentially, you're misanalyzing your success or failure, potentially, if you haven't assessed this, the demand for your particular product uh, in your area. It needs
1: to be real data. You know, why, what
2: am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? Well, you, you opened a Mexican restaurant when there's five other ones within a, within a half minutes. Exactly. That's what you did it's wrong.
1: Exa- the, the,
2: the you wanted it five minutes point. from where you live, and you should have done it 20 minutes from where you live. That's right.
1: You should have went to an area where there was no Mexican restaurants, right? And you are, are, are very little less demand. So 100% of blind spot. Again, we fall in love with our uh, with our taco or our enchilada, and we decided just nothing else matters because it's so good.
2: Well, along with that, I mean, I think this is uh, kind of in, 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 in conjunction with this is we make this sort of assumption that our, our own personal beliefs or likes somehow are representative of the public. Right, we make this this this, this right. false assumption, um, and boy, I get in conversations all the time with with folks that almost turn into arguments at times about you know what food we like or cars or or, or whatever, and it's like, hello, like there's a thousand different motorcycles. Of, 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 there is no right or wrong answer here. Um, there's a lot of different folks that, that like different things so be really careful that your own personal preferences don't trump that there is enough demand for, for, for what your personal preferences are that you can that you can meet that demand that may not even exist
1: well you just used a particular word that's that's pretty interesting right now use the word trump joe <laughs> we're, we're 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 sitting here on the sunday after the election and, Trump lost, and and we're discussing. Well, we believe that to be the case. I mean, I think if you talk to him, there's a bunch of lawsuits going to happen Monday morning tomorrow. But it's Sunday. Um, how interesting is it? And so I go to vote. I think I told you, and you certainly uh, and, and very very on brand for you. You rubbed it in my face. But mm. I I went the Friday before the election because I was concerned that that Tuesday would just be insane and there would be yes yes thank you for rubbing that's even more salt in the wound there mm-hmm. but so i, I go it took fr- me seven minutes on election day it by took the way. me two hours just the friday before the two, two hours you were standing in line behind a bunch of democrats no it was in fact was not it was maga all the way where i was standing in line just so you know but I'm just making fun of the Democrats. And and, and so that's the, that's, I do love y'all though. But, but you know what? That's the blind spot there. I go, I go and I stand in line for two hours. There's 300 people in front of me and they all have Trump shirts on and hats on. So my, my blind spot becomes man. Trump is just going to win. Go, you know, going away. Is that, is that a, is that a recency bias? It's definitely a recency bias. And blind spots, you know, for sure, the, our, our biases play heavily into our blind spots.
2: Gosh, I love the cognitive
0: bias show. Cognitive.
2: Hey,
1: guys, go back. I mean... If you
2: haven't listened. Maybe our, in our first five shows, we did a couple cognitive biases shows. I mean... We were just getting going, and... We learned a lot. And today. we need to revisit cognitive biases. They they sort of need to be a probably every, every six-month deal, because it shapes so much of what we do, how we think, what, you know,
1: everything. If, and uh, if you don't believe that you're biased, then you're biased. Uh, you, yeah. you, you have, you have a, yeah. you, you, for sure are biased here. And uh, man, when, again, when it comes to your product or service that you're in love with, I think that's, you know, uh, we're, we're beating this point to death, but it, it's dangerous. It, it's a dangerous bias. I mean, this is why companies that can do massive marketing test um you know do sampling they they do statistical analysis before they introduce products or services is because it's not about the people who are creating it and whether they love it it's about the public it's about the 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 numbers it's about the data to figure out if you really need to be in that market with that product
2: i think you just said what what really needs to happen that to help clean up some of these blind, blind spots, really in the beginning of your business, throughout your business, and that is do surveys, do analysis, do testing, get real feedback, get unbiased feedback, meaning you have a, a methodology that gives you real feedback because you you can't make decisions about what to do without, without it. And I, I think we... Sometimes avoid that because we don't maybe don't want to know the truth or we don't trust that we'll get the truth. But interestingly enough, people people will deliver the truth. And in our business, we have an ongoing method, Adology, uh, where during certain points and transitions in our business, whether you know whether it be move ins uh, for new tenants, maintenance requests, move outs, different events, create surveys that go out anonymously and boy we get some we get some real feedback we get some truth don't we you know and i and, and, and we can't you know we can't take everything that comes back as the gospel but we certainly need to look for trend lines we need to we need to take all those feedback seriously and and, and figure out are there things that we need to to address and you know so that testing that that survey that you know find out what's going on what people people are thinking this is huge
1: yeah, I think so. I think so. And so th- th- this kind of leads me to uh, another area that you and I discuss. And and frankly, this is the thing that you discuss off air with people. This is not something that we talk about during the podcast because it's kind of, Joe, Joe, it's kind of sensitive, a little, a little sensitive. But here's a blind spot for you. Um, your support group, your home life, your family life. You know, the small business guy, this is a very different guy. I mean, he's going into uh, a lot of risk, generally speaking, you know, somebody's risking money, time, energy, effort, and the people that surround that guy, you know, I think one of the blind spots that, that people get into is inevitably there's very few small businesses that from day one are profitable. I mean, frankly, a lot of guys aren't profitable for years, right? And during that time period, I think it's very common. I mean, I don't know the numbers. I didn't do this research for us, but I didn't look into divorce or some of these horrible statistics around small business owners. Uh, But I have a sense just from my personal life and looking at people in small business that it's high. There's a lot of stress around what we do. There's a lot of uncertainty around what we do. Now, what we find to be true is perhaps spouses and other people in our life don't respond as well. They're not involved as heavily as the small business owner is in their business. You know, they're, they're kind of sitting on the sidelines to some degree and sort of getting the feedback. And, and a lot of times that feedback's very stressful. So what I'm putting out there is, and again, maybe I'm talking to the guy that's listening, that's thinking about a small business and he's thinking about the spreadsheet. He's thinking about the funding, You know, he's thinking about the right thing. He's thinking about a marketing plan. He's thinking about a, you know, how do I execute once I get the business? One of the things I may interject to the small business owner is your support system is perhaps a blind spot for you.
2: Yeah, this uh, reminds me as I was uh, sort of one of my other parts of my career was I I was with Chick-fil-A for a long time. I was a a Chick-fil-A operator. An owner-operator um, for about six years. When I went through the process to get that store, I think Chick Fil A really understood this very well, and the spouses went through a fairly intensive interview, separate from, you know, the one that's that's applying for the store because they knew what they were about to walk into. And, and they knew that the spouse wasn't behind it 100%, whether it be, hey, a move. You live in Atlanta and you're moving to Charlotte or, uh, you know, you're working Saturdays or, or, or just the stress sure. behind running a small business right. and running a restaurant. And, uh, man, they, uh, they, they got an unfiltered view of, and, and they asked questions that were you didn't expect. Right. That this was not canned i mean this was like whoa type questions where you're going to get a, a real response and so i think we have to do that our own inventory when we're when we're uh, in business and uh, make sure that our folks are on on board and, and if they're not it could be that that also is what's tainting some of the issues that we're having
1: well and and, and i think that a lot of guys are making projections based off of massive early success, which again is exceedingly rare in any venture here. I mean, what, what, what you're saying is I'm signing up for low pay for a while. I'm signing up for a lot of hours, which again, creates a lot of stress at home for a lot of people. And my spouse really, or my significant other here, or, or, or family members or friends, by the way. I mean wh- whoever your support network is, if they're not on board with that and, and you're moving forward, I mean to me this is kind of uh, the recipe for disaster here.
2: So yeah, so it deserves it deserves a, a real a real conversation. I mean, I think as as we call ourselves alpha a lot, meaning like we're running the show, we run a lot of shows. And so we run this show, in fact. So if we're running the show and we're the alpha, then we have a tendency to to make things happen. Well, that's an area where you you don't need to make things happen with your spouse. You you, you need to to choreograph this in such a way to get her, to get her or his real feedback, so you can make a quality decision together. I think that's what we're saying. That's yep. that's the feedback. So. Yep. Um, you a good one.
1: Your, your first and best sales job is often the, the significant other <laughs> in, in my opinion and, and making sure that they're on board. So well, look, cause you
2: could lose money. You could, it could, it could go rough and, and, and you don't need to create a, a division in your marriage because it's like, see what
1: I told you? you, know, it, you that, that's yeah, that's just not worth it here. Well, right? well, uh, understand it affects them greatly here you're either quitting a job or you're, you're altering course. And this is unknown terror. It, it completely affects them. This is not something you do, um, you know, without consent, in my opinion, th- th- this is something that, that they're fully on because again, the sacrifice, and again, just my personal belief is that nothing good comes without sacrifice. So the sacrifice that's going to take place to own a small business is a great one. and And so having somebody that's not on board with that from day one i don't know to me that's a bad start that's the foundation for a lot of regret
2: i got a question for you okay because we've talked about a lot of blind spots that i mean maybe we're calling them blind spots because we don't we don't we don't know they're there um other people may look at what a a small business guy is going to do or is doing and make some assumptions that there are blind spots because what they're doing doesn't appear to make sense. Um, and I guess my question is, you know, and again, the easy example for me is just is Steve jobs of Apple, right? He, he had a clear in his mind, a clear vision about what the user experience needed to be for Apple products. started with the Mac computer. He had a clear view vision. but it't it didn't, it didn't make sense to uh, some of his peers, some of the people that worked for him, even his, uh, even his uh, first business partner, it began to, to break apart a little bit um people are not going to pay that much for for a computer um it was completely outside of the realm of of sort of the the, the computer of the day and in in, in in ibm uh, very just sterile uh and but he had this vision and uh you know i, I guess i use that to say well how does someone determine that I, I, I have this gut around this this product or service? I, I've lived here my whole life. I I know this is going to work. You know, I, I do have the support of my family, and they just go after it. And they and and, and I mean, small business is tough. There's you know, it's going to be a grind. You know, how, how do they really know? that there's some blind spots here I'm missing or no there I'm creating a market I'm I'm creating something that people don't are not aware of which you know is is, is, is different than going in the pest control business when, when we know what pest control looks like I'm creating a uniquely new something I'm not quite sure what the market is I'm I'm not sure surveys would even tell me you know what I'm saying you know how, well, how does someone reconcile that with this blind spot show. I mean, I'm that guy I'm going out on a limb here. So, so I did it when I left Chick-fil-A. In fact,
1: it's interesting. You say that because part of the research that I did, by the way, Joe, I did some research. Good. Okay. So, so, so part of the research that I did on blind spots is one of the primary causes of, of having a blind spot is a lack of vision. Mm. Okay. So, so you're talking about someone who had an extreme, a, an ultra amount, clear a, vision, a clear vision. And, and, and so for him, what seemed like an outrageous risk or, Hey, nobody's demanding. Well, other people thought it was outrageous yeah, exactly, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So, so other people look and go, no one is demanding what you're producing. There's not an existing market. And he's going, well, that's exactly right. Cause they're not aware of. of what I'm producing. I'm creating a market, right? He had a crystal clear vision. Now look, that vision was born out of years of experience before it really blew up. I mean, he, he, he had a, uh, he had his finger on the pulse of the end user
2: for sure. But he also, you know, he had unique gifts and talents. I mean, it's not always experience. It's, they just,
1: they just believe
0: well, I think,
2: there's a vacancy here. I,
1: I, I think you go back to to uh, your again. We you know Jeff about every, Bezos and Amazon, same thing. Uh, about every third episode or so, we go back to Chick Fil A. Though, I mean, I, I think we go back to to Truett Cathy Kathy and his vision for what what ought to be. His uh, it, it, it's the oughtness. This is what a restaurant ought to be. This is this is the experience that you ought to have. And and I don't see that in the market. But I'm I can produce that because this, this is how it ought to be. And I, I think all those guys come from that same place of this ought to be. You know, Bezos, man, you you ought to be able to get on your phone and just daggum get whatever you want. So right? you're saying that having
2: a super clear, well-thought-out vision about where this is going, in fact, even if it's a new thing, helps to subside those blind spots.
1: Nothing prevents. I mean, I'm sure if we could resurrect Steve Jobs, bring him in here on the podcast, he would tell you, hey, I missed this. I did not see that. Here's some blind spots, right? So, I mean, nothing alleviates all blind spots. But overwhelmingly, a clear vision helps you begin to create a strategy around what could be. You're seeing what could be. And when you see what could be, then you begin to interpret what could be a blind spot, right? Well, and I think also a clear vision
2: allows you to cut through and accept the risk. That's right. You know, it, It. it, it I mean, you can even go to sports and say that the very best who walk into the Masters at Augusta with a clear Game plan. How about how they're going to attack that golf course and win that golf tournament? Are they going to run across some blind spots? Yeah, but are they going to let the blind spots or the issues that crop up out of those blind spots prevent them from getting to the goal line? Not if not if they're not if they're clear enough and strong enough in that vision. That's right. And and they and they've put the the work and effort behind it. But yeah. but 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 they're going in there questioning this, that, and the other, and they're allowing feedback over here, push them around and then then, then they'll lose track and not even know where they
1: are. I mean that's a pretty good example, really. I mean what 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 does the great golfer do uh because he has an awareness that there's going to be some things that happen that he can't plan for. Well, he gets a real he, he works on his short game. Right? I mean he works on his chipping. He works on his pitching. He works on his recovery shot. Right. Those are the things that he can look at and go, I don't know where I'm gonna you know, miss the ball. I don't know where I'm going to hit a bad shot, but I know that when I hit a bad shot, I really need to make a a twelve foot putt. Well, that's an excellent point. I mean, you know, in
2: the show of blind spots. Well, how, how do you you rub up you you rub up on one and it's causing issues? What do you do? Well, maybe knowing that you're going to have them and knowing they're coming, you work on your recovery shots. You do. What does that look like? What are, what are your recovery well, shots? Well,
1: the, the first thing that comes to mind in small business is I need I need financial margin. No question. Because here's the deal. I'm gonna make some financial errors. Is there a ding 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 for that? Give it to me. I mean me pause. is there an, I mean, an applause button. Hey! I mean hey, hey, hey. Travis Castle said margin. Thank you. Wow. Financial margin, in fact. That's huge. I mean, if you if if you think you're jumping in the small business world, you're not gonna screw up financial, you're wrong. Right, so that would be a that's recovery a, a, number one. Recovery number one. let well, so if, if you got some margins, some money in the bank, some investors, a plan for when it goes bad, it's going to go bad.
2: Re- I think recovery number two is an attitude. I think the attitude is again go back to the to the golf game. You know you're going to hit some bad shots. You're going to hit one out of bounds. You're going to hit one in the water. You're going to hit one you know unplayable. It's it's how you respond to the challenges that really matter, right? Okay. You can make it be a huge deal or you can make a course correction and then and then move on.
1: That's right.
2: Learn from it but move on.
1: And and I mean, look. So your
2: attitude's everything.
1: I mean, what does every top-level athlete from Tom mm-hmm. Brady to Bryson DeChambeau short memory baby? What 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 do they what do they do to prepare here though? They they bring in people. The, 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 they have the, a team. These guys have a team behind them. They have they have psychologists. They have coaches. They have people that are looking at them, going, "You know what? Here's what I see in you. Here's what you need to. Here, here's what's probably going to be your blind spot. Let's go ahead and work on a recovery from that." So Part of your recovery is is is, is having a, a a board of directors. A, a, we we've discussed this. You know, putting selecting people before you get into that problem. Who, you know, look, if you're not the guy that's been financially fit, you, you probably need somebody on the board of directors that's a financial advisor. If you're the guy that has had you know, psychological issues, or probably you probably need somebody that's an expert in, in that area. Um, Some reason it made me think about if, if you're, you know, if you're a country,
2: say the United States, and you're going to war and you go at war alone how different that is than when you've got the allies backing you and collaborating with you to, to, to create a a better plan, a better, and again, even if you are the one in there alone, begin in the beginning, you've got the support structure, uh, to bounce off of. That's kind of what I thought about when you, when you're talking about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and what ultimately wins it's strategy, man. And it's, it's, it's support. It is strategy and it's it support. So, you know, one of the notes I made, this was interesting. I heard a guy make this point and it's funny. So this video I watched was actually, I put, you know, you put in blind spots on YouTube and, and come to find out there's actually a guy driving a car, talking about blind spots in a car, <laughs> which makes sense. You put in blind spots, right? And, and one of the things he brought up, I just thought was so relevant. Honestly, this is just relevant to life, but that's small business. And he was talking about when you go to look, so we're driving, you're driving your car and think about that. So we all have blind spots in the car. I mean, that's the first thing we would think about. We use the term blind spots, right? So to look and, and be able to make sure you're about to pull out and make a turn and that you can see to make that turn and it's okay. You've got to take your eye off of the traffic that's in front of you. And you've got to turn and look in your mirror or in your, just turn around and look behind your car, right? Mm-hmm. And so, one of the points he brought up was if you've got somebody with you in that situation that's in the car with you, and you know, you and I did this today in your truck. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, hey, do you see anybody? Can I, we're, we're, can I, go we're and pulling a 28 out? foot you know, monster behind us. I yeah. mean, yeah, stakes are pretty high. And you go, hey, do you, can I, can I make this turn? Well, you know that I, you said, ah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't see. It. I couldn't see. It. I mean, you know, at least I was being honest. Don't don't do. I, mean, anything. I hit the gas. Yeah, don't don't do anything. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, when you got somebody that's in it with you, frankly, you know, whether it's a business partner, again, a close advisor or a consultant, you're paying based on performance. By the way, and that person can look in your blind spot while you're still executing your business. They can turn around and they can look behind you and go, oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't see this. You're not focused on. I am. I mean, that's just gold.
2: Well, and listen, me. you know, I, I think we need to wrap up with this. Uh, uh, in in terms of blind spots, is is th- that that's your team? And it's not just your your your, your board of directors. It's your it's your actual team that that you hire. Um, you you do hire for your blind spots. Um, you hire, I almost would say blind spots, weaknesses may, may fall in there as well. I mean, if you're, if you're not the marketing guy, then, then you got to hire for that. Otherwise you're just, you're just not going to think about it on a day to day basis. We, we all tend to gravitate to the things that we like to do that we're good at. That's right. And we also think about the things that we gravitate and we're good at. Well, you know, we hired a great accountant in Anuska here, you know, six months ago. And, I mean, I don't have to think about it. Because mm-hmm. she's thinking about it. That's right. Like, she's thinking about it. Yep. And, and and man, you, you build your team. And I think that's real important. I mean, this is probably one of the best things we can do to defeat having too many blind spots is recognizing who we are and what we need and building a, a phenomenal team of assets that do hit all the different skill sets needed don't we you know i think i think this is a mistake we make sometimes if we we hire people we like we hire people that are like us
0: Mm.
2: we don't need people like us
0: that's right we're us that's right
2: man we need it we need all these different versions of, of skill sets and talents and man we can we can have a lot less blind spots that way because they're coming to you going hey do you realize that such and such and such is happening Listen. When you want to go back to the to the election? Since we are a few days after the election, the reality is is the Republican Party and Donald Trump had blind spots. Hundred. They, they they thought that because you know thousands of more people were showing up at their rallies and, and different things were going on that this was going to you know it was, it was going to work. That's right. Well, the Democrats had a game plan that 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 was far more reaching and longevity wise than Trump could even have. I mean, Trump said, what even really a politician. And so they've been pulling together, for instance, in Georgia that probably will go, um, to, to, to Biden. Um, they've been laying the groundwork for the, tur- the voter turnout now for a decade mm. to try to flip the state. They, they focused in Arizona in places that they'd never focused at where they knew it could be the hardest hit to
1: flip that state. Like their strategy, uh, was just better. Well, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a, um, testimony to going all in, in one cat, you know, so, so, so the, the GOP went all in on the charisma of Trump. Yeah, they did. They were just all in on Trump, capital T Trump. Can anybody else name, Anybody else in the Republican Party? Well, I mean, I, I don't even, and Trump. I
2: don't even think they went that they, they they joined all in. I think they had a candidate that wasn't going to allow any other version of
1: well, it. I mean, that that's ultimately though, that's yeah. what they took to market. What what was that? And, and and again, falling in love with that one product, that one service, it's too it, too one sided, right? This, this hamburger is gonna is the best one in the world. It's gonna make me rich is uh, is ignoring perhaps what is right in front of you but you're just not able to see it because you're in Well, vote. so
2: so so interesting. I mean, again, the election's interesting. What's so interesting about it is it's still a, a narrow margin of victory here for Biden. So you're talking about a a a 1 degree shift here, half degree to 1 degree shift here in in strategy from Trump and he may be the, pre- the, the president for a second term. Yet the difference is win and loss. It's dramatic, right? So if I'm if I'm bidding for a huge project that's a twenty million dollar project, the difference could be win and losing that project. Sounds like we got a little rain trying to come in here yes, on the life RV. Life in the
1: RV. There's some sound you know, effects. I'll tell you what. We're getting we're getting to close to the end, but you know.
2: So so those are those are just some things to think about. You know, we we need to probably expound on, on this maybe for a second show uh because i think we need to get into some more tactical um ways to 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 heal those blind spots i mean i think about a car i'm, I'm going to heal it with not just a person in the car but they make blind spot mirrors so instead of turning my head 90 degrees or 120 degrees i can turn it 60 degrees and make
1: backup far here. more far more safe yeah. right by the way, we need a backup camera currently. We need one we, on the trailer. We, we, we literally are backing up into a blind spot with this oh, trailer. jeez.
2: <laughs> so, anyway, I think we need to, um, are we going to hit the book or no?
1: Oh, well, okay. you know, by the way, this is the perhaps, perhaps my favorite time of the show. I am going to read a question here. I'm actually going to read a random page. As the man thinketh by? James Allen. As the man thinketh. And so, here we go, Joe. This is, you can find this on page. Right, new thing today. What? Here's what we're going to do. Oh, yeah. You're going to,
2: random page, you're going to read it. I'm there. And I'm going to try to apply it to the show. Blind spot. Okay, so you read it. I'm going to apply it. Go.
1: I'm ready. All right, all right. Shoot. Thought allied fearlessly to purpose becomes creative force. He who knows this is ready to become something higher and stronger than a mere bundle of wavering thoughts and fluctuating sensations. He who does this has become the conscious and intelligent wielder of his mental
2: powers. Huh, wow. Say the first line again. The first ten words. Right, here we go. First ten words.
1: Thought allied fearlessly to purpose becomes creative force.
2: Yeah. So here's what I'm, I'm going to put this right back in your blind spot. Show here. If if we can take our our mishits, our faults, our failures. And and rather than turn away from them, we lean into them. That might be with a new hire. It might be with a heart to heart conversation with our spouse. Maybe with a heart to heart with a business coach to tell tell ourselves the truth. It may be a survey of our customers. If we can lean into our faults, failures, and and mishits, then we're we're gonna we're putting that little blind spot mirror in the right, maybe in the right place next time. And, and that is going to, that is going to turn us to, I mean, to, to potentially a very successful business person. And, uh, but if we ignore him, if we, if we deviate, if we, if we make excuses for, and we don't have clear vision and understanding around what's going on, then we're just we're we're not going to go anywhere. I mean I, th- I think that's what he's saying here.
1: Uh, I'm willing to accept that. I, I love the idea he says thought allied fearlessly fearlessly. How often does fear boy this is another podcast. How often does fear just completely interrupt everything that we discuss and just take on a life of its own. Thought I mean allied listen fearlessly to purpose.
2: Okay, I missed I missed how that was you said it quickly. Now I get what that actually was saying. Well, I, I'll just end it here. It's what the Democratic Party did with COVID-19. It's exactly what they did. I mean
1: fearlessly. I'll well, just connected the dots. Used Absolutely. COVID-19
2: for a strong purpose. And it was their one. It was really their one topic. It was their one topic approach. It worked, right? You and got anything here, else to it?
1: And here we are to be continued. Con- to be
0: continued. We got the truth. We got the truth. We got the truth. A small business. We got the truth. We got truth, we got the big truths of small business Sponsored by Yes I Rent, Yes I Rent, Yes I Rent Property Management, we place good tents and collect your rent Maintain your properties and account for it Truth, we got truths. we got the truths, we got the big truths Small business sponsored by SIREN. Catch us
2: next week.